Welcome to The Home X, the Home Buyer Experience Podcast, where we share with you real life stories of real people achieving home ownership today. On this episode, I have my friend Vice, who also has his own podcast called The Bruin Podcast. And if you have a chance, feel free to check him out on all different platforms. He shares his story of achieving home ownership and what it was like for him and his partner to purchase a home before they were married. Uh, my guest today is a longtime friend and collaborator. We uh, were in a rap group together. I guess you could call it a group, a duo. Um, we've also started a clothing brand, and uh, it's awesome to see just the different projects that he's um, into right now and what he does for his community. Uh, my guest today is uh, my friend uh, Vice. Vice, thank you for hopping on today's podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Could you just share a little bit about you know what you do now and kind of the projects that you're into? Okay. Well, um, I'm a community partner. I work in the social services field um, right now. I uh, spearhead a LGBTQ wellness center and also a wrapped rehousing program um, that serves countywide where we provide uh, rental subsidies to our uh, homeless young adults. Um, outside of work, um, I'm in the podcast space, small business owner, uh, the Bruin podcast and the Bruin clothing. Now, this venture in terms of, you know, going into the Bruin podcast, like what really motivated that and, you know, what's the passion there coming from? Well, I think the passion there. Um, so this happened during the pandemic, right? Um, it came to a point where I was trying to figure out like, man, everyone's starting to do some like figure out like hobbies and what they're interested in. And I, and I really took a moment to look around like, what could I do? You know, like I don't garden, I don't do, I don't create things. And so I looked at my room and I was like, dude, I grew up loving streetwear, like shoes, uh, clothing. And then I was just like, you know what, let me get out of my comfort zone. And then I was like, let me try to model some of this stuff. Like just, you know, like, uh, like you see like the, some of the, uh, social media influencers in, influencers where they're like in the streets and whatever locations and I was like you know what? let me just hit up my uh buddies that did um photography videography that's art and fig. shout out to them um and let me just try this like let's do this uh, once a month right and we just started doing this once a month and it got to the point where we're in the pandemic having real felt conversations laughing and doing all this stuff going on uh trips to the desert to LA and then they got to the point where like, why aren't we documenting this? Why aren't we recording this? And we're like, dude, we should start, start a podcast. A year later out, here we are now. Um, episode six. Uh, I was listening to uh, your fourth episode uh, on the way down here. And dude, man, like it's, I was literally all smiles on, on a one hour commute. So appreciate you, uh, Art and Brian providing uh, the entertainment there. And uh, your guys' insights are definitely hilarious, man. Yeah. So Definitely give it a listen if you guys have a chance. You know, find them on what platforms for your podcast? Um, on all platforms for uh for the podcast, you just put in the Brew In, uh, podcast with the spaces in between, and you'll find us. So obviously, we're here. We're here to talk about, you know, home ownership. Um, you and your wife, now your wife. Congrats once again. Thank you. Um, how many years has it been since you guys bought? Is this? I think it's year one only. Year one. Right? Yeah, year one and a few months. Nice. But, you know, to be honest, like from the real estate space, man, it was such a huge, that's such a huge accomplishment just to buy your first property, especially during that time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I want to dive deeper into that experience uh, just to share with people, you know, like how that process went about for you guys, you know. Um, so 
for you, Nadine, like what really uh, started off like your journey to look into purchasing your first home? We weren't actually looking. So w during the pandemic, I was still so before the pandemic, I moved home from uh, Escondido back to Mira Mesa with my parents and then the pandemic hit. And so I was stuck in my room. Right. Me and Nadine started dating um, and a lot of the, my work from home experience was, you know, in my childhood bedroom. And it got to the point where we're like, all right, well, what are we going to do next? You know, our relationship got a little serious uh, after that. And we're like, oh, should we rent? Like, And we're looking at Casimir View, like off the 15, right? And I was like, do we want to spend that much money to someone else when we can invest? And so the first thing where we looked at, uh, we started going on uh, like sites like Redfin. And we're like, all right, let's, let's look for a home closer to home. Like, Mary Mesa has been our hometown. And so um, that's when we started looking at the at uh, houses here. And then um, looking at Poway, we looked all the way to Temecula and even Oceanside until we got onto a list uh, for new builds. And then uh, we got our home. And you, you brought up one thing there, right? Like, obviously, you guys were in a serious relationship. Mm -hmm you started, you know, looking at the rent in the area and yeah. how much you would pretty much pay someone else, mm -hmm. right? How did you guys even get to that point in terms of the maturity to understand like, man, we're getting serious. We're going to live together. We're looking at rent. Mm -hmm. Rent looks bonkers. Like, how did you arrive to that maturity? Like, hey, maybe we should just check out what this home ownership process even looks like for us. I think for us, we're looking at our age, right? Our first thing is our age. We're, we were in our mid-30s, early 30s, and we're like, you know, the, our next steps, it has to be serious. I'm not here to waste any more time, right? And so um, uh, you start looking at things as investments uh, because, like I said, I didn't want to pay 2000 2000 plus to someone else to have us not own anything right it, i felt like it was just throwing uh, or burning money faster and so um it really came down to have having some uh real hard conversations of like all right well what's the plan what's the what's the end goal right uh where do we see ourselves um do we see ourselves getting married one day because we weren't married at the time too that came uh, later as well and so we actually purchased a, a home before we got married because we're like that's that's the biggest goal and to find a place closer to our families i think that's more common nowadays for for couples to purchase a home before even getting getting married could you just give us a little insight like you know how how was that in having that conversation of purchasing a home uh, before you were married like what points did you guys hit that really you know for, for you guys to come to terms to be okay with doing that and moving forward i think that came with a lot of trust right because buying a home is way bigger than buying a ring to give someone. And so we looked at um, even like, how are we gonna tell our parents too? Like this is this is a big move. Usually that's something like, um, especially for our culture, they'll shake their heads at before marriage. Um, so we really have to sit down with, you know, at the end of the day, what do we want? We gotta stop figuring out what other people or what expectations other people have on us and what like, you know, what are the next steps? We, we put our goal out there and it's like, all right, what are the next steps? to get us there and so that's how we got into um really like all right if this looks feasible what are the, what can we do now to prep us for our end goal so really what it sounds like it was a timing thing mm, yes, it was a maturity definitely. thing mm -hmm. right 
And then even just to have the conversation before marriage about, you know, having such a huge commitment shows the maturity level that you guys had in your relationship, right, mm-hmm. to move forward with that. Um, you know, in, in terms of buying a new build versus like existing home, how did you guys make that decision? I mean, we were looking at Mary Mesa, Mary Mesa, um, the houses that we were able to afford, right? Or um, that were realistic to us were a lot of the older models. And we were thinking about, all right, well, like what should we look at as, um, you know, an investment? Do we want to spend more money, like fixing old pipes and, you know, renovating? Like, are we going to be living in a house where we're renovating it for like five years? Like, are we going to love the house that we're going to be in? Um, And it came down to opportunity, you know, Um, I think going the new build route, we knew we were going to get the house with a backyard um, or even a front yard. Right. Um, And and uh, or a place that was detached from other homes. And so we were like, all right, well, this is not going to be our forever home. Like, what do we want uh, in the moment? And so, like, there was things that we were willing to give up, like the pros and cons. And uh, one of the things we weren't ready to give up is being closer to our family and so when that opportunity for price point and uh proximity came about we were just like all right well we're not going to get our um you know our house with our picket fence and all that stuff yeah. let's let's invest in this town home to, to start absolutely i think that's a that's a very common thing you know christine and i we're, we're, we're also homeowners and if you ask me and i share this all the time like if you asked me five years ago would you see yourself living in temecula mm. my answer would be f no <laughs> Like, no. Right. But uh, now, fast forward five years later, like, I love it, dude. I love being out there. But, you know, in order to make that decision, we had to, um, I don't want to say concede, but we we, we definitely had to settle a little bit. And sometimes when you settle, you might find your blessings. Right. Especially when you factor in time, you Mm -hmm. might be able to, you know, start to see the fruits of of that decision eventually. Right. So, you know, going into buying the new home. Right. Right. How did you guys, or even starting the process, do you, can you recall what your initial, um, I guess, impressions were about the process? So, I mean, for, for a first time home buyer, the process is a lot. There's a lot that you have to know. So um, it came down to asking for help. Uh, so we reached out to my sister and brother-in-law first, and we were like, um, what are some recommendations? What should we look out for? And they said, Hey, you need to have a good team to build around, especially because you're, you're investing in a property that's hundreds of thousand dollars. And, um, you want that good first experience too. And, and, uh, people that you trust. So for us to even start, it was identifying, uh, people that we trusted and the two people were, you know, the real estate agent and then the loan officer, which is you. And I and like I said, I've known you for like the longest time. Uh, one thing that was important to us, and I remember having this conversation with Nadine. It's someone that we can definitely trust, yeah. and someone that looks like us, mm. and that can look out for us mm. at the end of the day. And th- that's why it's like for you, this is not you know this is this wasn't a decision based off the now. It's looking down long term mm. because, like I said, this is not going to be a forever home. And we need someone that can be in our corner at the end of the day. And so it was a real big decision, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, let's let's um, let's get Chris. Let's get Lonnie. And here we are, you know, a year later. Appreciate that, man. And once again, dude, like, thank you guys so much for the trust that you had mm-hmm. uh, in me to help you guys in that process. It definitely was a huge blessing. And I think for me, on my end, right, 
Um, and maybe this is just something internally that I had to struggle with was like, okay, like how are my friends going to view me and helping them in this capacity? Did you feel that at all? Like during that process when, when you were, uh, you know, uh, dealing with, uh, conversations about finances and, and, and talking loan terms and whatnot? Not really. Cause I mean, I think you're in this space and, uh, Working with you, I felt like you were comfortable too. And I felt like your intentions were great. Where it's, you're not here to just make an extra buck. But you're, like you told us from the get go, um, whether you're with me or someone else, like we just want to make sure that you're good. Like we want to give you the tools so that you know what to do going forward. And so you didn't put a lot of pressure. And I like that because it didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was car salesman, yeah. you know, type of, um, uh, feeling so like i said it, it came down to uh all of that and i think that was like a, a good move that we made and, and that's pretty cool that you you got the confirmation from your sister mm-hmm. right to point you in that direction like hey you know the people that you're going to choose to work with make sure that you you trust them mm-hmm. and then obviously you, one of the criteria is that uh they they look like you guys yeah. right and i think some of the times you know some first-time home buyers like they may know um some agents or some lenders that are friends and family yeah. and they might, sh- they might shy away from it. So I think that's great advice. Uh, but also I think what you did bring up during that is like, okay, like, do they really have like my best interest in heart and are they professional? Right. Um, what, what other challenges did you guys face in, you know, preparing for homeownership? There was a lot of paperwork, a lot of reading. It, it was pretty lengthy. Um, but like there was terms that we did not know. And I felt like I would always reach out to you at any time of the day and you would answer like, and and, I, and there was moments where I was like, uh, like, you know, I'm respectful of your time, but like a lot of, uh, some of the items were, there was like this deadline that we had to meet. I felt like everything was straightforward. You gave us a list to look at, to help prep us things that we did not even think about, um, or things that we needed to look a little bit closer and I felt like if we didn't um, go to you guys for that guidance, I think that's the biggest part is that guidance, then we'd be, we probably wouldn't be prepared. Can, can you recall like any of the, any of the certain items that you felt like were just, you know, tough to prepare for? I think well, I, the biggest thing that's tough to pre- prepare for is your credit score, right? When you told us uh, credit score, savings, all to, like, I felt like there was options that you, that you drew out with price points. It was like, a through C, and it depends on what we wanted to do along with the interest rates that we're looking at. If you didn't tell us ahead of time, like I probably wouldn't be working on a lot of that stuff. Like for me, um, I remember uh, Cameron, he was talking about his credit score. Like when I heard about all of that, I was like, okay, I got to double down. I got to pay off some of my, uh, you know, uh, some of my items and take uh, like uh, square away a couple of things. And like, it really came down to uh, timing um, because we got our place uh, phase three and if it wasn't for where we got it and when we got it I don't know if we would get that we would be here right now we would probably be further along um, and paying even more down the line after going through the process and now be, being uh, successful homeowners today um, reflecting back at it like how has your impression changed about the process at all I think reflecting back uh, it it gave us opportunity and it gave us opportunity to grow there's things that we learned um individually and as a couple that we knew we needed to work on and so i think that helped us um to where we're at right now well i mean so in the things to get squared away like what what kind of things were you having to um to square away finances was like one of the one of the biggest things 
finances, savings, uh, credit score, um, learning how to switch up our, the way we were living, right? It was less, and I remember talking to you about this, and I was like, because um, I knew it would come to the point where you check all my savings and everything and, and my checkings, and I was like, sorry, Chris, like, you might see a bunch of uh, cotillons received. <laughs> And so we, so we even cut down eating out. So things like that, making these adjustments um, for the time being, so that we can get into yeah. uh, to this home. But you know what, you know what, man? Like, cause that's that's one thing that I think that's very important in the process is is helping clients um, drill down a monthly budget, mm-hmm. right? Cause then you know, like you said, nobody really teaches us how to manage our finances. Yeah. A lot of the times when we learn about our finances. It comes from what we learn in the kitchen table or what we learn from our parents, right? Because, you know, that's 18 years of programming. You know, we see how they handle their finances and it may be a good thing or it may be a bad thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, in making that sacrifice, in adjusting your lifestyle in order to achieve homeownership, would you say, was was it worth it for you guys? Oh, definitely worth it. How so? Um, It took me to a, like I said, I was living out of my parents uh, or my old childhood room. And it's, it took me to a place where I had this vision of, like, if I had the space, you know, this is what I can build down the line with my career. And so, like, with this sacrifice, um, I knew I had to cut back on a lot of these things. But it was like, is it worth it at the end of the day when you can't see it now? And looking at it now, I'm just like, dude, I can't even believe I'm in in a space like this. That's that's so, man, that's so, that's so I think, profound, the way that you put it, right? Like, is it worth it for me to give up the immediate pleasures Mm -hmm. for the long-term benefit? How did you build up that maturity to make that decision when it came to homeownership? Well, it it comes down to like, well, what's important, right? I told you I love uh, clothing, streetwear, all that stuff. I didn't buy any shoes for like the longest time. I'll put that aside. Um, Some of the places, like I didn't uh, eat out a lot. And so... um, Missing Cotihans, right? Um, but it came down to like, is your dream bigger than, you know, the stuff that you want right now? Um, and spending your money on things that you could get later down the road? Like, is that something that you want to, you know, you want to sacrifice? Like, uh, it's like home, you can get shoes right now. Like, no, like this is the bigger goal for us. And we and having those conversations, it's like, um, it's at the end of the day, it's us. So it's like there's another person attached to it. Mm-hmm. So it was more like a maturity thing then, yeah. right? And discipline. It's so tough, that's man. Like the hardest part. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like maturity and discipline comes with time. So Vice, I mean, what tips would you give um, other people that are wanting to get their first home? Uh, save at an early age. Put something away. Like I think that's one of the biggest things. If I knew, if I could go into a DeLorean and go back in time, like I would tell my my uh, past self that you know savings is important your credit score keep it like keep your credit score up or keep working at it don't max out your credit cards and do dumb stuff like i felt like that was a lot of my 20s and and i'm learning like the hard way now like i could have been my credit my credit score could have been a little bit better and then really have like that sit down like list what you're looking for in a first home um what you're willing to give up there's always sacrifice and what's your budget you know identify the the two people that are on your team or if it's a third or whoever you have to reach out to don't feel like you you can 
you know, do all of this by yourself, like ask for help, keep asking for help. I think that's the hardest thing to do. Cause we're like, Oh, we're grownups and whatever the case is. But I'm like, no, I need, I need people that have been there to show me all of this stuff. And also too, whether it's new home, whether it's a, you know, a secondary home, like build out options because this home right now, this was actually our second, second option. We actually wanted to get the um, other models, uh, but we realized it didn't fit our budget um, the way that this market rose, you know? So those are the things just to look at, um, but really sit down with a lender, uh, a real estate agent that looks out for you and your best interests and what is the intent and what's the long What's a long-term goal for them? Like, do you see this, look at it as, do you see this person like they're your family? Like down the road, do you feel like they're going to be a part of your life? I think that's one of the biggest things. It's, we're making this investment. So that means you got to invest in a person as well too. No, absolutely, man. So would you say that's like your your filtering, that was your filtering mechanism when finding the, the people that you were deciding to work with? Like, hey, is this person going to be in my life for yeah. a good good period of time? Yeah. I think it came, it came down to that and, you know, everything else that I've talked about. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Thanks, bro. So, I mean, thank you again, Vice, for being on the podcast. Really appreciate you. Really quick, where can people find you? Where can they tune in to listen to more of your podcast and uh, follow you on uh, social? Uh, Linktree.com forward slash The Bruin Podcast. Uh, the Bruin Podcast on Instagram. Um, and we'll see Chris on a future episode uh, when we're ready to have guests and pick his raid. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, thank Cheers. You,